Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Loco Coco Show. Very first episode. Gonna be a low-key episode. Uh, I was thinking about doing something big and fun, and uh, but, you know, time and the whole corona thing, uh, it's just gonna make life uh, difficult, to say the least, um, when it comes to... Uh, try to get that show together. Um, so, I'm just gonna do what I used to do for the radio show uh, when I was doing it through my school. Um, so, we're just gonna talk a little bit of weird news. We're gonna talk some of the big weekend uh, today, uh, January 24th, for football. Uh, we're gonna talk some what the game's gonna look like. Uh, my, my takes on everything, if you give a damn about that stuff. So, um... Let's get right into some some really re- really really weird news, uh, and this is going all over the world. Um, I try to find things that I can. I, I try to find headlines that I think I can create colorful commentary for, and uh, and yeah. So I I found some good ones, found some interesting ones, so. Let's, let's get right into it. The very first one is coming all the way out of Kazakhstan, uh, where this bodybuilder, uh, let me get the name for you, uh, oh God, I'm not going to be able to pronounce his last name, but his name is Yuri. Um, he got married to uh, with his fiancée, Margot, in November. Um, however, due to the obvious... You know, they, they couldn't get married right off the bat because of the pandemic. Um, so, you know, but eventually they got married. Uh, that's that's the key here thing. Uh, but there's one issue. Um, on this, when did this story come out? This story came out on Christmas, uh, Christmas afternoon, December 25th, 2020. Um, <laughs> I, I, I can't make this stuff up. You can look up the article on metro.com.uk or metro.co.uk. Um, Margot is not real, <laughs> real in the sense of human. Margot is a sex doll so you have this and this i'm looking at the photo of this guy and this guy's huge like he's a very big bodybuilder um hairy beard bald all the the stereotypical oh i have a bodybuilder look uh but he married a sex doll with pink hair and you know who am i to judge i guess but the problem is that just before Christmas, Margot broke. <laughs> um, so here, here's a quote that he gave to Daily Star, which I guess is a uh, another news network. Uh, <laughs> um, she is broken. Now she's being repaired. She's in another city. When she recovers, it will be a gift for both of us. Um, however, he does not go into detail about how she had been broken. (laughs) Um, uh, there's videos and photos of him putting a wedding ring on Margot's finger. 
Um, and a, apparently a lot of people came to celebrate the occasion. Um, and, you know, if this guy's happy, that's all that matters. I'm not going to berate him all that much, but just just the headline. Um, I'll read you the exact headline here. Uh, bodybuilder who married sex doll says she broke just before Christmas. Uh, an update on that story. Uh... Christmas is, uh, celebrated, uh, first week in January, January 7th, um, and apparently she did get repaired before their Christmas. So, congratulations Yuri and Margo, uh, hope everything's doing better and hopefully, uh, she's no longer broken. Um, I'm trying to find the Instagram handle. For these guys so if you guys want to go see this for yourself you absolutely can um i'm not seeing any um they started dating apparently in 2019 oh they reportedly met at a nightclub and he popped the question at the end of the year so he so he dated God, this is getting harder and harder to be nice. So he dated a sex doll for a little over a year, uh, just under a year, and he proposed. And there's photos on both accounts. So the sex doll has an uh, Instagram account too, uh, of them going on dinner dates, bubble baths, and holidays together. And they have a pet dog. I hope that dog is a real dog and not... Anyway. Um... So, and... I know what you're asking. Is this even a real wedding? Well, yes. Uh, in Kazakhstan, uh, it is a legitimate union. Uh, or the union is legitimate, sorry. Um... Because really, the only requirements, uh, the, the the only uh, rules, so to say, quote unquote, um, are that both are consenting parties, and and they both have to be over eighteen. I hope the sex doll's over eighteen years old. Otherwise, that'd be uh, uh, that would be a little weird. Um. So, yeah. Uh, oh, wait, hold on. Alright. I, I got the Instagram handle. It's Yuri, Y-U-R-I-I underscore... Oh, God. I really... I'm just going to spell it out. Y-U-R-I-I underscore T-O-L-O-C-H-K-O. That is the bodybuilder's Instagram handle. Um, I'm trying to see if I can find... The sex dolls Instagram. They're only uh, on the photos that are shared on this article are only of Yuri. So I, I guess if you go if you go to Yuri's Instagram again, that's Y U R I I underscore underscore Tolochko uh, T O L O C H K O. Um, I'm assuming they've tagged each other in each other's Instagram posts. I don't know who runs Margo's Instagram posts, but if you want to go see this adventure, I highly recommend giving their Instagram pages a look. Alright. 
let's move let's move out of the weird and let's let's, let's go into the unit back let's, let's come back to the united states here for a second um all right so for i don't know how long one of the biggest fascinations in american hobbies is cryptozoology because there's so many different creatures out there and i'm talking world scale here i'm not talking the united states specifically uh you got the Loch Ness monster you got uh, the, the the jersey devil you got uh oh god there's so many uh the chupacabra uh those are just the ones that are coming off the top of my head but one of one of the biggest fascinations that people have in cryptozoology is Bigfoot. There are countless amounts of documentaries, movies, TV shows. Uh, I, I guarantee you, if you type in Bigfoot on Amazon, you'll get a hundred thousand pages full of random uh, Bigfoot paraphernalia, um, apparel, accessories, bumper stickers, shower curtains, sex toys. I, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if there was a Bigfoot flesh toy or dildo or I just wouldn't be surprised at this point I mean they make they make a whale dildo for crying out loud so I would not if no one's made a Bigfoot dildo I'd be a little disappointed I'm not gonna lie like <laughs> there's a huge market right there someone could take my idea right now and make it a reality and probably make a good hundred dollars <laughs> Uh, but why, why are we talking about Bigfoot here? We're talking about Bigfoot because apparently an Oklahoma lawmaker wants to create an official Bigfoot hunting season. Now, before I read into the article, off the top of my head, there's a couple questions that I have. One, why, and I guess we have to read the article, we'll do that in a second. Two... Don't you need a decent size population to hunt them? Because if there's only one Bigfoot, one true Bigfoot, it, wouldn't they be considered endangered species? Question mark? Like, off the rough here, I mean, like, you go duck hunting, there's there's hundreds and thousands of ducks. You go deer hunting, there's hundreds and thousands of deer. Um, if, if you go tuna fishing, there's hunt... Well, I don't know. The, the number of tuna has probably gone down, quite honestly. But there's thousands of fish, you know? Uh, and yes, I know there's been Bigfoot, quote, sightings all across the North American continent. And this is including Canada and uh, the United States. Um, uh, here, here's a good quote on this article. Just don't plan on actually shooting the Squatch. <laughs> um, so apparently this hunting season, just by me skimming it real quick, they're not actually looking to kill Bigfoot. Uh, uh, Representative Justin Humphrey, uh, uh, I, he's quoted and say, I want to be really clear, we're not going to kill Bigfoot, we're going to trap a live Bigfoot, we're not promoting killing Bigfoot, we're promoting, hunt we are promoting hunting Bigfoot, trying to find evidence of Bigfoot. So he's just basically advocating for, let's set out traps to, excuse me, to 
to capture him alive, study it, uh, if it talks, maybe ask it a couple questions, if it likes coffee, take him out to coffee, I don't know. Um, so, so he's, 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 this bill is now sitting at the, the Oklahoma Wildlife Conservation Commission, and I guess they have to come up with a, the rules and regulations of Bigfoot hunting. Um, I think it's a little weird that they would call it hunting. Um, I mean, you, you, geez, when I think of hunting, I'm thinking, you know, rabbit season, duck season, um, you know, providing food for your family and all that shit. But uh, he, he continues on a radio, NBC radio station, KFOR, um, he, uh, that he's willing to work with the commission, the, the Wildlife Conservation Commission of Oklahoma. <laughs> and here you go. Um, and if you capture uh, Bigfoot, you will receive a $25,000 bounty. Um, <laughs> but however, the commission is not interested. <laughs> Due to obvious reasons, uh, the, the commission, uh, uh, the wildlife commission in Oklahoma does not give a damn. <laughs> they do, uh, there's a quote, um, from one of the people that work in the, the conservation. Uh, we, we do not recognize Bigfoot in the state of Oklahoma. Um, I, I have no words. <laughs> um, but apparently, if you go the next state down in Texas, apparently there's a state law that says that hunters are allowed to bag a Bigfoot on site, meaning to kill it. Um, and, and apparently they, they got uh, the uh, Texas... Parks and Wildlife Department, uh, David Sinclair, uh, in a quote saying, back in 2012, uh, if Bigfoot did exist and wasn't human, then it would be legal. Uh, Bigfoot would be a non-protected wild animal, which is interesting because they're already jumping the gun and saying, a little irony there, uh, they're already jumping the gun and saying that it's it's an animal it's it's not human even though it looks human without and i think it's it's weird um to you know make that stretch without actually having any scientific backing you know um which i mean it's texas am i surprised no um I would love to visit Texas and, you know, if I ever get a chance to talk to someone who actually purchased it, well, yeah, I guess he would have to get a tag, uh, for Bigfoot, but, uh, Humphrey, representative Humphrey of Oklahoma, if you, if, if you want to sell those tags and licenses and whatever to, uh, to boost tourism and boost the economy and people are willing to pay it. I see no issue, as long as you're not going to kill it right off the bat, like your your neighbor down south in Texas. Have fun with it, man. <laughs> I ain't going to judge. <laughs> Alrighty, let's see, let's stay in the United States, then we'll head to China. In the United States, 
And this is... This headline... Almost, almost... Sounds like something that you would hear with the beginning Florida man. I'm gonna read I'm gonna read the headline without the location and I'm gonna see I'm gonna give you a couple seconds to see if you can think of where this story is coming from. Unless you already know it. Uh, thief berated mom who left four-year-old boy in car he stole. <laughs> so a little back a little background information. Uh, this car thief stole this this lady's car. And I guess he was driving. This is me reading the headline and not the actual story. So we'll, we'll get the concrete story in a second once I reveal the location. But, um... <laughs> so apparently, you know, the guy steals a car, drives away. Uh, the kid's like, who the fuck are you? And, and, <laughs> and I guess when... I, I, I'm assuming... My guess is, without reading the article, that he... <laughs> I hope it's the one I'm thinking of. Um, I, I He turns around, finds the mother, <laughs> hands himself into both the police and the mother, and say, hey, I just stole your car, but why you gotta leave your four-year-old kid in the fucking car? <laughs> Uh, a police spokesperson told reporters he actually lectured the mother for leaving the child in the car and threatened to call the police on her. <laughs> uh, it is 10.30 in the morning on January 24th. I, that, I don't mind laughing this hard. So, as I was explaining the, the headline, if you were... It, I'll give you a hint. It's not Florida. Um that this happened. This actually happened in Beaverton, Oregon. Um, <laughs> this just comes to show you how, how much how much the West Coast just fell like, this, in 2020 alone. I mean, it's been building up for years, but like, this is a whole new low. Um, Alright, so let's read into the, the, the article here. Um, the woman went into a grocery store about 15 feet. This is coming from AP Press. Um, the woman went to the grocery store about 15 feet from the car, uh, leaving the, the child inside with the engine running and the vehicle unlocked. Already, bitch, you dumb. <laughs> Why? <laughs> um, store employee told authorities that the woman was in the market for a few minutes before someone began driving away. Uh... Thief realized the toddler was in the backseat, drove back, berated the woman for leaving the child unintended, told the woman to take the child, and drove away in the- <laughs> So, <laughs> my guy. <laughs> so, this guy fucking stole the car, realized there was a kid in the backseat, came back to the scene of the crime, dropped off the kid, yelled at the woman, went back into the stolen car, and drove off. <laughs> All while threatening to call the police on her. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. Uh, who the fuck is... Okay, so this guy named Henderson. I'm trying to... Okay, so the uh, Henderson is the officer that, I guess, gave this news reporting the quotes. Um, he actually lectured the mom for leaving the car, blah, blah, blah. Uh, 
<laughs> the officer uh, continued to say how the woman did nothing wrong and was within sight and sound of the child. I, if you're in the store though, hold on. I got. I hold on. I, unless it's some Oregon law, which I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. If you are inside the store, how are you in sound or in in sound distance? of a child. If if you hear the child screaming, I guarantee you in a busy store, I guarantee you you're not going to hear that child. I mean, if there's a big window in the front, okay, that's one thing. You can s- still see the child. And the officer did say he she was uh in eye sight and sound sight or sound distance from the child. I feel like it's still wrong on the mother, though, for one, leaving the car running, and two, leaving the child in the car. I don't know, I guess it's just me? Maybe I'm the illogical one here? Maybe she just wanted to run in, grab a thing of milk, and come back out real quick? Sure, that's one thing, but like, at the same time, take the damn child in with you. I mean, fuck the car. You can get, you can always get another car. There's, there's an endless supply of cars. But you know that one, that one child, like fucking shit, like. <laughs> um, so they literally met the nicest car thief ever. <laughs> Uh, the, the car was found a few hours later in Portland, Oregon, uh, but they're still fi- trying to find a thief. Uh, this uh, 2030s dark brown or black braided hair and a multicolored face mask. Hmm. This story was posted four days ago. So let me see. Saturday or so was that Thursday? Thir- when's there a Thursday? Uh, from the point of this article. And there is no update as far as I was able to find. Alright. Let's make a trip all the way out east to China. Where? Out in northeastern China. In... Oh, God. Why did I choose articles with weird words to pronounce? I'm going to spell it and then I'm going to try to say it. Even though I'm, excuse me, I'm gonna, I'm, I know I'm going to butcher it. T I A N J I N. Okay. Tianjin? I know I butchered that, but whatever that municipality is, that's where the story is taking place. Um, if you don't know it, if you don't know where that municipality is, which I'm sure most of you don't know where that is, it's located in northeastern China. And there, they received a positive COVID test from ice cream. Uh, in this municipality, three samples. Uh, show traces of the coronavirus, uh, possibly due to a combination of poor hygiene and cold and cold storage temperatures. So they're pretty much preserving the virus and ice cream right off the bat. Okay. Um, oh no. All right. If you, oh no. Okay. So the three samples, 
a chocolate sample, a strawberry sample, and a taro sample. I don't know what taro is. Let me do a quick search. Um, taro, it's a plant. Taro is slightly sweet and nutty in flavor, and it's the root of the taro plant. No shit. Which grows in tropical and semi-tropical climates all over the world. If you're wondering how to grow... No, I'm not wondering how to grow. I'm, I want to know the flavor... Okay, it's a root vegetable most commonly known as taro, kalo, or goat. I'm not going to pronounce that. Um, so, it, it's a root. It's a, it's a big-ass root. I, I guess it's a little starchy. But apparently, it's sweet enough to make into... Um, it's apparently got a bunch of nutrition. But it, it, it sounds like it's, it's sweet enough to make into ice cream. Alright. Let's go back to the story here. Um, they were submitted for... So these samples were submitted for a food inspection. Um, so at least China's doing food inspections. Um, and th this reports... Jeez, uh, the watch? No. Uh, sorry about that. Um, so these food inspections... Uh, they came back with traces of the coronavirus. Um, oh god, why? Okay, so the samples were produced by the Tianjin, oh god, D-A-Q-I-A-O-D-A-O, the Dakiaudo Food Company. I'm sorry if I'm butchering these names. I'm not trying to do it on purpose. Uh, they make cakes, ice creams, and other frozen products. Company locked down after the discovery. All goods that have been distributed by the company's warehouse were tracked, and all 1,662 employees were, went into quarantine. As of Friday, 700 of the company's employees had tested a negative, and the remaining uh, results have yet to be revealed. The affected samples made from milk and whey powder imported from New Zealand and Ukraine uh, came from a batch of 4,836 boxes. More than 2,700 of these already entered China's food market. Okay, so uh, just a little over half of these boxes have already been distributed and they could all possibly be positive of the virus. Um, the rest were made in storage. Uh, they, they've called for locals to avoid purchasing these ice creams, thankfully. Um, so, first, they're getting COVID, China's getting COVID from bats, and whatever. Put, put on your tinfoil hats on, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna, we're gonna go into a little bit of a, uh, uh, Conspiracy theory, that's the word I'm looking for. So put on your tinfoil hats. I don't have one at me, so uh, use me as a guinea pig. So first, first, the virus came from bats, you know, you know, in the, the, the Wuhan province. I don't know how, uh, how, what the distance difference is between Wuhan and the Tajin uh, municipality. I don't know what uh, region they're in. I I could look it up, but I'm not. <laughs> um, so first, it started off with bats. Possibly started in a lab, and now, 
whoever created it, however it was created, is now infecting frozen treats. Whoa. <laughs> I swear to God, if we have another pandemic and it's and the root cause is from fucking ice cream. I I'll have no words. This would be just as fucking stupid as the fires that were started by the gender reveal parties out in California. I think it started in California. <sighs> so So in 20 and the article continues on to give some more background information here. Uh, back in 2010, uh, the study of the SARS coronavirus, which is a it's a family member of the COVID-19, but it's not COVID-19. This this was 10 years ago or 11 years ago. Uh, it showed that the infectious virus persisted for as long as 28 days at about 39 degrees Fahrenheit, and also survived survived for long periods and lower temperatures. Of course, any level of contamination is not acceptable and always a cause for concern, but the chances are that this is the result of, of an issue with the product plant and potentially down to hygiene at the factory. Probably don't need to panic uh, that every bit of ice cream is suddenly going to be contaminated with the coronavirus. So, so basically, it sounds like a giant accident, but... Don't all conspiracy theories kind of sound like a giant accident? You know, some some ice cream worker. Oh, I feel fine. I'm gonna go into work today. Accidentally sneezes on your ice cream, and then all of a sudden, boom! You're infecting. <laughs> you're infecting hundreds of thousands of people with a virus that you don't know you have, quote unquote, allegedly. Um, and here we are. It's, uh, Jesus Christ. Alright, let's actually talk about stuff that I do know about, and that is sports. Last night, McGregor, Poirier, I didn't get to watch it. And, you know, I, I have to see if I can find screenshots of the old advertisements. But I, I could have swore that the old advertisements were saying you can watch it exclusively on ESPN Plus. And I think some of them even said you can watch it for free exclusively on ESPN Plus. I, personally, uh, I have the Disney Plus package where you get Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus. I thought, oh, sweet, I'll, I'll actually get to watch the fight, you know. So last night, I, I tried to get the workings, uh, or the the app and my account logged in on my fire stick and i pull it up and it's like oh yeah it's the fight's exclusive to espn plus uh for the low low price of 69.99 plus tax and i'm like wait a minute i thought it was free so now they they essentially pulled an espn plus with when mulan first came out and they're like oh you want to watch mulan oh that'll be 70 bucks i'm like fuck you i still haven't seen the new mulan by the way but the point is if you're gonna have something for an exclusive membership 
whether you have the ESPN or, or the Disney Plus package or you just solely buy into ESPN Plus, why would you then add on another price? Yes, I get it. It's for more money. And apparently, from what I hear on Twitter, uh, the stream was absolutely terrible. Like, people... I think J.J. Watt is even even tweeted out, I want my money back, even before the McGregor fight. Because <laughs> I guess it was just so buggy and so laggy that it, it, like, the quality of the stream was just bad. But anyway. Um, yeah, a little disappointed I didn't get to watch the fight, but I do know... Poirier, TKO, McGregor, and all I have to say is, one, I had a feeling, I, I had a feeling McGregor may have lost an edge, two, what are the reasons, is because I think he may have lost his swagger a little bit, I think... After the whole uh, the Khabib thing that happened a while back, when uh, he he attacked the bus and, uh, and all that 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 whole fiasco that happened a couple years ago, I think he's a changed man. I think he's more reserved because he even posted a Instagram post. Of him lounging with his leg up, congratu congratulating Poirier, and and you know he he's how he's looking forward to the next three fights because he has three more fights on his UFC contract. I don't, and the fact that Jake Paul is over here just taunting him. You know, after after his loss, he, he made a video. He's like, dude, I offered you 50 mil. Now I'm offering you 10 grand. <laughs> like, jeez. I don't know. I wish I knew fighting more to give you more commentary, but I, I think from from the eye test, from the the clips I've seen from the fight. From the reactions, I think, unless something weird happens in the next three fights, whether he fights Jake Paul or some of these other big names or not, I think these next three fights might be the last that we see McGregor in the octagon. And yes, before you even jump there and in the boxing ring, that was a mistake uh, by Mayweather. Um, so, I, I don't know, I don't know, I w like I said, I wish I, I wish I knew more about MMA and fighting to give more commentary on it, but, um, I just don't, I, I would steer you guys towards, uh, people like Rogan, people, uh, who actually know fighting, and, Rogan is actually a commentator for UFC, so he, th those kind of people have an eye for that sport way more than I would. I'm just, I'm just a fan that occasionally, and when I say occasionally, I really do mean occasionally, uh, watches and 
you know, I enjoy the excitement. I enjoy, you know, seeing the workouts, but seeing them get ready and seeing the product of their hard work and everything. I really do enjoy that. So, best of luck to McGregor and Poirier. Um, and, and, you know, hopefully we'll see them again in the future. So, I think... Oh my god, Jesus. Will you stop? Um... Hopefully we'll see them in the future. All right, so we're going on about half hour here, so let's let's start to wrap things up a little bit. Um, so, all right, so football, something that I actually know a little bit about. Um, we got two very very big games today: Bills Kansas City at 6:40, and then uh, Bucks Packers at I believe three, three o five. So technically yes. Um, so. Let's let's go in order of the games. Bucks, Packers in Lambeau Field. Green Bay is favored by three and a half points. Um, by the the power index, Green Bay is favored by fifty three percent. This is going to be an interesting game. The money line for Green Bay is minus one seventy five plus one fifty five for Tampa, and the over under is fifty three. So if you if you're going to be betting on this game. One, you have big balls. Two, those are your numbers. Um, I This is one of those games... I'm going to have a very similar answer to the Bills-Chiefs game. It's going to be an interesting game. Because both of the... Uh, uh, I don't know. Did the Bills play the Chiefs before? Yes, they played They played in Week 6. Uh, so did the Bucks and Packers. In week six, the Bucs absolutely steamrolled, steamrolled Aaron Rodgers. Um, it was one of the worst performances of the year, I think. I could, I, yeah, out of all the games that they played, I think that was probably the worst one. This is going to be a fun game. Um, they're, they're, the, the weather forecast... Um, it's going to be in the in the upper 20s with a chance of snow as per usual this time of year in Lambeau. Um, the injuries, Antonio Brown has been announced out um, as well as their safety, uh, uh, Winfield Jr. He has been, uh, he, uh, he actually still has a questionable status. I don't think he will play. I'll be a little surprised if he does. But we'll see what happens for the Green Bay side. Other than the injured reserve players that they have, uh, their defensive tackle and cornerbacks, respectively, Kingsley, Kiki, and Kevin King. Uh, Kiki is out. King is questionable. I'm going to be honest. I don't know much about this Kevin King injury, so I'm not going to make a comment on that. Um, so let's go. Let's look at these two teams stat by stat um so points per game green bay has the edge by 1.8 points uh 30.8 or i should no sorry by one point advantage excuse me um bucks 30.8 points per game green bay 31.8 all right here's the one that i like to see the most points allowed per game uh, again, Green Bay has the advantage at a flat 18, while uh, Tampa has a 21 and a half. 
Now, to me, that screams how much the teams are actually working. So, this tells me that even if you weren't a fan of the sport, and you were just merely looking, and looking at the numbers, you can clearly see on paper, Green Bay is the stronger team. Uh, hell, they uh, total yards, but uh, put them together, both passing and rushing, Green Bay has over 400, and Tampa is at sitting at 393. And very, very close. But let's look at what the defense is allowing. Green Bay's defense is allowing 270 yards. Meanwhile, Tampa's defense, which, by the way, has been regarded as, like, the, I, I believe they were regarded as the top five defense in the league, mind you. Um, they, they've been allowing 343 yards. So... And here's the other big one that I think is going to be the reason why my answer is going to be the way it is. They've given up 95 rushing yards to Green Bay's 96 rushing, uh, to Green Bay's defense giving up 96. Not a big deal. Uh, they both have very, very talented running. They both have really, really talented running games as well as a rushing defense. Here, here's the interesting number to look at on, on these stats. Tampa is giving up 248 yards in the air. Green Bay is giving up 174. This is going to be a game where it's just going to be touchdown pass, kickoff, touchdown pass, kickoff, touchdown pass, kickoff. And it's just going to go back and forth. I, I really do think they're going to exchange blows like nobody's business. To that point, let's, let's look at the past five games. Tampa has played New Orleans, Washington, Atlanta twice, Detroit. Other than Washington and New Orleans, Atlanta and Detroit, their defenses don't exactly scare you so they should have won those games and they did pretty handsomely um the first atlanta game was close 31 27 but detroit 47 to 7 win uh, the next atlanta game 44 to 27 so those were three games that they were supposed to win let's look at the games where they played tough opponents washington they almost lost this game. 31-23. They were a touchdown away uh, from getting tied. Uh, and a possible loss if Washington converted the two-point converter after another touchdown. In the beginning of that game, I really did think Washington was going to pull that out of their ass. Kind of like how the Giants almost pulled out that win, but... I'll, I'll save my fan griefs for the Giants for a future episode. Then they play New Orleans. In the the big heavyweight title news headline, the AARP Bowl, whatever you want to call it. Breeze looked off. New Orleans looked off. But that's that was probably one of the best 
Tampa uh, Tom Brady games I've seen. He was more precise, he was more accurate, and he was more connected. So, with that said, let's look at Green Bay's past five games. They played in in order from from mid December to recent. Detroit, Carolina, Tennessee, Chicago, L.A. Uh, more specifically, the Rams. Detroit, Carolina, not a big shocker. They were close games, but not a big shocker. Tennessee, tougher game, arguably. They blew the doors off. 40-14. to 14. Chicago, another tough game. At Chicago, again, blew the doors off, 35-16. Then, LA, the, the Rams come to town. They come to Lambeau. Jared Goff had a finger injury, or was that a finger? It was a hand injury. Replacement, or their second string quarterback comes in, gets hurt in the first quarter, I think that was the the Rams game. No, that was the, that was the Seattle game. Now I'm all backwards. But anyway, regardless, the Rams are kind of a joke. I'm not gonna lie. They got a strong defense. I'll give them that. But Rogers still smoked them out, 32 to 18, in an embarrassing game for the Rams, mind you. Like, that secondary was so backwards. You saw Jalen Ramsey freaked out after that one touchdown to Devontae Adams. He was pissed. He he knew Rodgers was getting the better of them. (laughs) And that's what Rodgers does. Um, So, after looking at all the numbers... Oh, and by the way, I I forgot this little antidote. Uh... No, I did say it. I did say it. Never mind. Excuse, excuse my nonsense. I think Green Bay is going to take this at home in Lambeau. I think we're going to look at a game very similar to... Very similar to the Chicago game. Where it's going to be tight. It's going to be tight. But then Rodgers is going to kick it up another notch. It's going to be snowing. Yes, Brady is used to the snow after so many years in... And um, and what should I call it? New England. But the rest of the team, <laughs> um, they've been sunning it up. So I'm giving the advantage to Green Bay. I am not putting money on this game for two reasons. One, I'm in South Carolina. There's no sports betting allowed. But. If I were to give advice, I would go Green Bay on this one. Um, to me, they just have the stronger team, the more talented team. It's going to be a close game. It's going to be a fun game. So make sure you got your alcohol ready, your food ready, and buckle up for a very, very good game. And then... Make sure you have enough for the next game at 6.40, where the Bills are coming down to Arrowhead uh, and playing the Chiefs. Similar numbers. Chiefs are favored by 58.3% on the power index. 
Uh, the money line is 175 for Kansas City, plus 155 for Buffalo. Uh, the over-under is 54 and a half. Um, Kansas City is favored, minus three. This is going to be another really, really fun game. And I think... I think this is going to be a little bit more of a defensive game than people think. Why? Well, for most of this week, building up to this game, Mahomes has been battling a concussion after that really, really gnarly hit last week. Kansas City's defense all of a sudden woke up. Buffalo's defense all of a sudden woke up. They've both been playing very, very tight games. Let's go over some injuries. Buffalo Bills, we, they have two players questionable right now. Gabriel Davis, wide receiver, and then Vernon Butler. I think Butler is going to be a little bit of a stinger for Buffalo, but I think they can manage without him. Looking on the other side of the ball, they have a couple... They, they, they've, they've got quite a few injuries here. Um, they already have one already ruled out, Willie Gay, linebacker, uh, Rashad Fenton, Sammy Watkins, CEH, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and then Le'Veon Bell. They are out. They're two. So far, they, they will not have, I'm, I'm guessing here, they will not have CEH or Le'Veon Bell for this game. I think we're going to see a lot of, I think, oh god, they, they have two similar names. I can never remember who's who. I think Damian Williams, Damian Williams is the one that opted out whoever the other running back is that they have i can't think of their name i think he's going to be getting the ball the one who played uh last game um of course they're not going to show me but um all those names other than gay they're all listed questionable i do not think we'll see any of these guys, especially Watkins, CEH, Le'Veon Bell, I'm not sure what the extent of that injury is, um, but we'll see. Uh, the weather forecast for Kansas City is going to be 37, so upper 30s, uh, but there's going to be a chance of rain. Uh, will it give me a percent chance? No, it will not. Um, Alright, so let's, let's take a look at the stats, put them together, see what we find here. So, so Buffalo is getting 31 points a game to Kansas City's 29, uh, but their defenses are allowing 13.5 for Buffalo and 17 points per game for Kansas City. They're also allowing, they're both allowing over 400 yards, or, or excuse me, they're both getting 400 yards on the offense. Kansas City's 425 to Buffalo's 406. Okay. Interesting. Excuse me. On the defensive side of the ball, Buffalo's giving up 422 yards. Kansas City's allowing 316 yards. And for both defenses, the most amount of yards that they're giving up is in the air. 265 for uh, yards allowed in the air for Buffalo uh, to Kansas City's 204. What does this tell me? 
I think as beautiful as Buffalo has been playing, and I would hate to have the Bills Mafia come down on me on my very first episode. (laughs) I think Kansas City is going to squeak this one out. However, I think this is going to be a very similar game to the Cleveland-Kansas City game. Where Kansas City will get hot quick. It'll start to look like Cleveland. Cleveland's kind of shedding themselves. Which they were. But then Cleveland's going to be... Oh, wait, if we take the shit out of our shoes, we'll play better. Uh, and they'll mount a comeback. I have a feeling that's how the game is going to go. I think Josh Allen is going to do everything in his power to literally drag this offense into the end zone. Um, So, and mind you, Kansas City hasn't been blowing out teams. No, no, no. Here are the last five games that Kansas City has played. They played Miami, New Orleans, Atlanta, LA, the Chargers, excuse me, and then Cleveland. Here are the scores respectively in that order. 33 27, 32 29, 17 14, 38 21, 22 17. They lost to the Chargers. But all the, the other four games Cleveland, Atlanta, New Orleans, Miami. Super, super close game. One score games. And mind you, Miami, New Orleans, and I guess Cleveland to an extent, are really the only teams to fear. They should have blown out Atlanta. They should have blown out the Chargers. But the Chargers, I have an asterisk in my mind because Chargers always play Kansas City tough. I mean, look at the game where we first saw... Uh, the kid. Um, why am I blanking on his name? I, he was on my fantasy team. Um, but you know who I'm talking about. The Oregon product. Oregon. Whatever. But those four games... Speaks a lot of volume compared to the last five games the Bills have played. Respectively, from oldest to newest. Bills have played Denver. New England, Miami, Indy, Baltimore. Here are the scores for those games in order. 48-19, The closest game on that list is when they played Indy in that really, really rough game. They both played Miami. Let's compare those games. Bills blew out Blew out Miami. 56-26. 30 point difference. Chiefs. 33-23. They they won by 6 points. That's one touchdown. If they gave up one more touchdown, they would have lost. So, when I say Kansas City has the edge, they really do. They have the most talent. 
I mean, you can't argue against Kelsey, you can't argue against Tyreek Hill, you certainly cannot argue against Patrick Mahomes, healthy or hindered. Buffalo, on the other hand... <sighs> Buffalo is one of those weird teams, and I mean this in a good way, where... It's either going to be a very close game like the indie game was. It's going to come down to a field goal. Or they're going to blow the doors off. Like they did in Miami. Like they did in New England. Like Now, granted, Denver-New England, not exactly a, a tough game to play for the Bills. Their toughest games were Miami, Indy, Baltimore. Baltimore, they, 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 won, they won by two scores. So, with that in mind, would I be surprised if the Bills squeak out a win in this circumstance? No. I absolutely would not. In fact, a little, little part of me, little part, because I, I, for both of these games, the Packers and the, the Bucks and the, the Chiefs and the uh, Bills, I can care less who goes to the Super Bowl. Um, a little, little part of me wants to see Lambo or excuse me Packers Bills and I do think Packers are going to go to the Super Bowl so really the, the the big game that has a lot of questions for me personally is this AFC game if you were betting on this game if you absolutely had to bet money on this game, the safe bet would be Kansas City. If you're feeling a little frisky, a little dangerous, a little adventurous, put your money on Buffalo. Put your money on Buffalo. They have a lot of momentum. They've got a hell of a lot more. Josh Allen is incredible. Absolutely incredible. My Super Bowl hopes is to see Buffalo and Green Bay play down in Tampa. That's 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 my wish. And I think that's going to be my prediction. I think it's going to be Buffalo and and Green Bay in the Super Bowl. I believe the Super Bowl is on February 7th. So yeah. I, I hope I gave you some information to think about, to evaluate, and also, I hope you've enjoyed the very first episode of the Local Coco Show. I hope I gave you something to think about, something to talk about with your friends. Hell, if you know me and have my number or email, shoot me an email, shoot me a text, shoot me a phone call, talk about it, let's talk. Um, I don't know what my schedule's gonna be for shows like these here on out. Uh, I'm gonna try to keep them within an hour like I am now. Um, but be on the lookout. Please put any alerts on, on whatever app you're listening to me on, uh, and watch out for the next episode. Maybe I'm going to try to do another episode before the Super Bowl, talk about the Super Bowl a little more, depending on who's in. Um, maybe I'll have a guest on. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but that is all for me. Thank you so much for listening to the local Coco show. 
and I hope you have an amazing, uh, just a beautiful Sunday. Alrighty. <laughs>